Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Lloyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for being with us on a Wednesday. Hope you're having a great day out there. A lot of news to cover in the uh, fastest 30 minutes of radio today. And uh, we're just going to dive right into it. Uh, President Trump launched officially his uh, re-election campaign at the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. 21,000 people on hand last night. Very raucous crowd uh, campaign-style rally that the uh, president has become known for. And uh, really interesting, uh, as you look at how the president went about this and what his themes were, uh, not surprising, uh, but a little confusing, I think, in terms of uh, how this all came down. And uh, so let's start with uh, the president making the official announcement to uh, a very excited crowd. I stand before you to officially launch my campaign for a second term as president of the United States. All right. The game is on. 2020 is uh, is well underway. And one of the interesting things to me that uh, not a lot of people have been talking about is that I think we have identified an area where former President Barack Obama and President Trump are actually similar. In fact, I think they're actually the same. And that is that both of them are far more comfortable in front of a jam-packed stadium than they are in an intimate conversation with real people talking about real policy. Uh, They both love the crowd. President Obama set the record for the number of campaign-style events uh, during his first four years before he launched his re-election campaign. So all of those who are complaining that President Trump didn't need to kick off his campaign because it never really ended uh, need to, to look and and remember what President Obama did. So they're very similar that way. Obviously, their styles are very different. Their approaches, their principles are very, very different. But they both love a big crowd. And playing to that big crowd is what they do best, uh, what they enjoy the most. They don't like to get into the nitty gritties of the policy. They don't want to have all of the individual interaction. Uh, they're a little bit aloof that way. Uh, and so they are very similar. Uh, now, the interesting thing to me was that the the president, rather than marching forward on the uh, the great tailwind of a good economy, where most Americans are feeling like the economy is working for them. In fact, there was a uh, Scott Rasmussen poll out just this morning uh, that the vast majority of Americans, over 80 percent, feel like America's best days are ahead, not behind. Uh, So there's a positive feeling in the country. uh, And yet the president decided to go back to some very familiar themes back in 2016, starting with his friends in the fake news business. 2016 was not merely another four-year election. This was a defining moment in American history. Ask them right there. 
By the way, that is a lot of fake news back there. That's a lot. That's a lot. So the president having some fun there with the crowd, getting on the fake news, journalists at the back of the room. Uh, but again, I, I think that's m- totally missing the point. And while that does play to his base, uh, he does not win this election with just his base. Uh, he has to move it forward. Every One of the biggest problems that politicians make is they always run the last election. And whatever worked in the last election is what people do in the next. And it's always a big mistake. Uh, we saw that very clearly here in the state of Utah. Uh, Senator Lee in 2010 ran a very grassroots uh, operation uh, that did very well. And many people tried to duplicate that in 2012. And it didn't work because campaigns are always about the future. And I think that's the one thing the president has got to figure out is that he's got to lay out a forward moving message, not a backward facing message, uh, one that's just filled with a lot of grievances uh, a lot of a lot of rhetoric uh, about what is wrong and what's going on. I was really surprised that he reached all the way back into the Clinton mailbag uh, for a few easy one-liners and and red meat applause lines. Remember the insurance policy, just in case Hillary Clinton lost. Remember the insurance policy. We are back to lock her up chance at the rallies. Uh, I think that's a major mistake for the president. Uh, he doesn't need to go back to Hillary Clinton. He won. He won and he's governed. He's delivered on promises in terms of the Supreme Court. The economy is going well. Regulatory regimes have been uh, cut down to size a little bit. There's there's plenty to run on. And I, I think as we look at the, the country, Americans get mad. We get fiercely angry. We will yell, scream, shout, protest, but we are not a grievance culture. And I think the president runs the risk of being so stuck in that grievance mode that people might start questioning whether he is leading or not. And again, there's plenty of positive things that the president and his campaign can point to. The question is, will they get there? Uh, Will they have the discipline to actually go into the positive space? This is where we're, we are. This is where we're headed next. Uh, that's that's the bigger the bigger test. Now, the same thing also holds true for the Democrats. You've got 23 Democrats. Uh, we're going to start calling it 23 and me because I guess I'll run. So there, there'll be a 24th because uh, everyone else is. So we might as well get in. So the 23 and me crowd, uh, they start their debates next week. And they've already been on the same grievance path saying, oh, the country can't survive four more years of a Trump presidency. Well, that may be their grievance. That may be the fear that they want to foster out there, but that's not going to win them an election. Uh, They've got to have a vision of of what is going forward and what's coming next. It's always about next. And And the people who win, the people who lead, are the people who can create next now. And they can help you see that you're part of what's next. They invite you to become part of a winning story, of a of a real movement. The, the president mentioned a movement last night, uh, but he didn't really provide anything to invite anyone to become part of. 
And that'll be the bigger test for the president as uh, he moves along. They're going to have a boatload of money. I understand they raised over $24 million in the last 24 hours. That's pretty good, a million dollars an hour. Uh, they'll have plenty of money to spend and, and dump on the head of uh, whoever comes out of the Democratic battles. Uh, but the but the real question for me is, you know, are we going to be content with just these big campaign-style rallies, or are we going to have a real conversation about real policy? And if, if we can't get to that, uh, then we're, we're dealing with a, a whole different set of things. Uh, we, we talked about this a little bit yesterday in terms of, you know, are people willing to risk being out of power in order to have the real conversation with the American people? And uh, who, who knows who's going to be willing to, to actually do that? Uh, but I think that's ultimately going to be the test for all of us. And, and I'm going to remind everyone, this is on we the people. Uh, you can't just say, "Well, I, I I'm going to vote for Trump because I can't vote for any of those Democrats because they would support they would uh, nominate a, a bad choice for the Supreme Court." And if you're a Democrat, you can't say, "Well, I, I really hate this person, but I'm going to vote for them because we can't handle four more years of Trump." Uh, that's grievance based. It's it's not going to work. We have to be willing to say, "No, we're going to do it different," uh, and that will be the test for all of us. All right, when we come back, we are going to pick up uh, on a a very interesting uh, thing going on around the country. Uh, We're going to have Jay Evenson from the Deseret News join us and talk about can we make mistakes anymore? Can teenagers be redeemed? Can we all improve and move forward in our lives? Don't go anywhere. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back.